0: commitment commitment come on look at your neighbor and say are you all in come on look at your other neighbor the one that you like a little more <laughs> and say are you fully committed see we're living in a, a, a day and time where you know people are like self-serving they live for the moment they like to do what feels good and that's the kind of society that we live in you remember back in the day old folks could shake hands and make deals and their word was their bond. But nowadays, there's legal documents that are out. We sign them, we have lawyers to review them, and we still don't keep the integrity that we need all the time when it comes to what we're doing. It's a different day and time. Commitment is what some people don't stick with. But I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. In order to be great at whatever you do, you must be committed to whatever you do. If you are wondering when I'm going to start preaching, I already started That was good. I don't care who you are. I'm going to say it one more time. In order to be great at whatever you do, you must be committed to whatever you do. See, I remember times growing up, me and my siblings, my parents exposed us to certain things. I remember my my sister, uh, she started off playing the clarinet. Yeah, she played a little basketball. Now, me and my brothers, we were big in sports, so we played football and basketball. That was our bread and butter. But we also tried soccer. I think Quinn even tried baseball. We were exposed to certain things. My daughter, we put her in dance class. She did a little gymnastics. You know, Josh, played basketball. He's messing with tennis now a little bit. He plays the cello. We're getting them exposed to things, and we'll see what happens. But if you're writing this stuff down, I want you to think about this. Without commitment, you lose the ability to be great at a thing. Without commitment, you lose the ability to be great at a thing. You know what commitment was like. Remember, you got that cute girl's phone number? You said, hey, Pocahontas. No, actually, you said, hey, Pocahontas. You tried to go a little deeper. Hey, girl, I saw you, saw you seeing me. So I'm going to put you on notice that I'm seeing you and seeing us together. You got to be tired because you've been running through my mind all day. So I'm married, so y'all can use that if you want to. But the point is, we would sit there on the phone and we would try to rap to somebody. We would have a communication, but one thing I noticed is that you sat down, you started getting sleepy around 1 o'clock in the morning, but you were committed to that call. You ever fall asleep holding the phone, and the person say, are you awake? And you wake up, and you're like, yeah, yeah I'm still here. You knew you had to be at work at 6 a.m., and it's 1 o'clock in the morning, and you're like, girl, even just holding the phone, hearing you breathe, it's heavenly. We were committed. To that phone call. Now, some of us, we get committed when it comes to Netflix videos. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, you get onto a good series, you will stay up till. Come on now. They're like, yep, two o'clock in the morning. And you're sitting there, you know you gotta go to work. And you're like, just one more episode, just one more. This thing is good to me. It's, it's 12 more episodes. All right, if I do 10 tomorrow, <laughs> carry the one minus three. Yes, that's the one I'm gonna do. So we're trying to figure it out. You committed to that program. But today, today I want to talk about commitment to God, though. See, most of the times when we talk about commitments to things of the world, not worldly things necessarily like sin, but it's outside of God's economy. But I want to talk today about having a commitment to God that's solidified. Think about this. There was a time when um, I gave my heart to God. My parents are pastors, and I, I grew up in church, and I remember getting saved at a young age, and I said, God, I just, I I truly repented, and I meant it. But at some point in time, as I look back, I think I just got saved to maybe not make it to hell. Anybody can be real about that? Like, I was like, God, I don't want to go to hell. So I want to make it into heaven. So let me get saved, but I, I wasn't like fully committed. But as I matured in my faith, at some point I went from letting him be my savior where he saved me and I can go to heaven to transition to him being my lord come on somebody see when he's your lord he rules things you know like a landlord they own the building and they let you stay come on somebody he was the lord of my life at some point he went from savior to being my lord that's where the growth came look at your neighbor again and say are you committed Come on, look at the other one and say, Are you fully committed? So, today I want to talk about that, being all in. So, what is commitment? Commitment is the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause or activity. Commitment is an agreement or a pledge to do something. Commitment, an unreserved devotion or an obligation to a thing. Committed. Deuteronomy 6 verse 5 says this, it says, love the Lord your God with some of your heart, all your heart. Then it says, with some of your soul, all your soul, with some of your strength, all your strength. So let me read it again since you're paying attention. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. I'm talking about being all in. I'm not talking about that patty cake commitment. You know, the one that it, it, I'm, I'm good in my marriage until something goes sideways. You know, that's boyfriend-girlfriend stuff. That's stuff when you're just out there running the streets. But when you're committed, when you're fully committed, it ain't no other way. I don't even see what's going on, but somehow we're going to get through this thing because I'm fully committed. I ain't going nowhere. I'm here. Commitment. Matthew 22:37. 37. Jesus replied, not Billy Bob. This is Jesus, him speaking. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Again, he's talking about commitment. Mark 12, 30. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, yep, and with all your strength. All signifies being all in. We're talking about fully committed. There was a time when I would just go to church. then there was a time where i wanted to become the church god is looking for people who mean it all the way here's what i'm saying if that's the line right there i remember a time i would like tiptoe that line and just kind of look at it and be like you know the sin is not to have sex before marriage oh it was just me so I would get to the line and say, I'm just kissing a little bit, just as long as I don't go all the way up. Oh, my gosh. And you would kind of tiptoe with sin. Whatever it was, you know, you say, well, I can take a sip, but I'm not going to get drunk. I'm going to play with this, but I'm not going to do it. I don't know what your thing is, what your vice is. I don't know. I'm going to watch some things, but that's not all the way bad. But there was a time where I said, I'm, I'm tired of playing the fence. Because, again, remember, earlier it was just about being saved. He became my Savior. But when I made him my Lord, I said, Lord, if that's the line of sin, I don't want any parts of it. My whole goal is to live as close as possible to you. So what makes him mad started making me mad. What he disliked, I began to really have a disdain for. Whatever God said was good, I made sure I drew myself closer to that. Oh, I'm helping somebody right now. I'm seeing heads shake. I'm seeing people feeling some things inside. Here's the thing. I'm never trying to convict you in a sense of uh, pointing the finger or put condemnation. I want you to realize that God is doing something inside. If you're getting yourself in a check right now, that's because he's saying, listen, I've been trying to tell you this. Remember, this was me. I'm talking about my life. See, the beauty of standing on this stage, some people may want to stand here, but when you do, you become vulnerable. You begin to say, here, my life experiences are right here. And I'm telling you what I did was not what God was pleased with. I don't know what your vice is. I don't know what you're facing this morning. I don't know what you still struggle with, but God is saying, today, just leave it at the altar. You've been dealing with it long enough, and you don't have to continue to deal with what you're dealing with. Oh, it was a great day today. I said, God, I'm done. I'm I'm tired of playing games and I mean you all the way. It's like he said, finally. You know, because again, for y'all young folk, remember, I was young. My kids are now 11 and 13. I remember that phase of just saying, you know, I got to college, and I strayed away just a little bit, I was having a little fun, and you know, again, I was still in church every Sunday. I know some of y'all, that ain't your story. My story was I still went to church. I would mess up, but I still went to church because I knew what was right, and there was a hunger I still had, but there was still a conviction every Sunday morning like, I should stop doing what I'm doing. Saturday night was fun, but I shouldn't be doing that. But I kept exposing myself to the Word. Exposing because that Word is just working. That Word is just working. Look, even if you're struggling, keep hearing that Word. Keep tuning in. Keep reading it. Even if it doesn't make sense, it's getting inside of you. I used an analogy with my daughter uh, one day last week. I think I was talking about, if I, I, said, if I told my kids i give you $10,000 if you can repeat every word of this song, What's the best way to remember that? It's to play it as many times as possible. If I told anybody, everybody in here right now, $10,000 next Sunday, everybody gets it if you can quote this paragraph. You would re- the people who would win the money would read it every minute of the day. Just keep reading it, keep reading, keep reading it. And they would memorize, it would get inside of them. And I guarantee 10 years from now, if somebody started that sentence, you would still finish it. The word kind of works the same. You ever encourage somebody and you tell them something you're like, oh, that was good. My pastor said that about a month ago. But the Holy Spirit will bring it back to your memories What's happening, the more you come to church, you're being fed and things are being deposited inside of you. Even if it doesn't look like it now. Even if you're not changing quite yet, things are happening. That's why I always tell you, even in your sin, don't stop coming. Even when you're messing up and struggling, don't stop coming. God is doing something whether you notice it or not he's got you but what he doesn't like is when you play that fence that's what i was doing so this is what god says in revelation chapter 3 15 and 16 it says i know your deeds that you're neither cold nor hot i wish that you were either one or the other so because you are lukewarm neither hot or cold i am about to spit you out of your mouth out of my mouth wow when I was walking that line, this is what God was saying. Just pick a side. One thing I don't laugh have is all the friends that'll say, you know, if a room of 20 people I'm with, and they, 15 of them say I'm, I'm saved, I'm a Christian. But when I look at them and I can't tell any difference between that one and that one, are you really showing that light? Again, no judgment. Can your coworkers tell... That Christ lives inside of you. It, this is the best way to know about you, your real self. Let me see your three closest friends. I say that all the time. Let me take them to lunch. I'll know everything I need to know about you. I don't want what you're going to tell me. It's like a resume. You can write the right things down and say, read this. But let me see what you're really about. Your friends, your spouse, the people who see the inner you. That's when I really get to see it. First John chapter 2, 15 and 16 says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. Wow. Separation between the world things and what God. And remember, this happened when I fully committed. Not when I was tiptoeing. Fully committed. Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters. Nope. Nope. You can't do them both. He says, either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Can I go a little further? Both God and job. Both God and your career. Both God or your spouse. You can't do God and material things. See, God is a jealous God. And what he's saying is, you can't choose something else over me. I remember he was telling the disciples, he was like, hey, you know, come on, pick up your cross. Carry. He's like, carry follow me. Like, stop what you're doing right there. I know you're fishing. Come on, follow me. And one of them was like, hey, I got some, my family member just died. He said, leave them, Let the dead, bury the dead. Come now, like, come with me. I don't think he's trying to be insensitive, but he's saying nothing should be more important than me. When I'm fully committed, and it is a reality, my wife, she knows I love her, but she's number two in my life. And I hope I'm number two to her. She is. I am, I mean. Because the reality is God is number one. Period. God is number one. She's my second love. Then it's my children. They look crazy as my daughter like, yeah, daddy. So what keeps us from making commitments? What keeps us from being fully, fully committed? For most of us, I'm gonna be honest, it's time. I think that's it. Like, we can say, you know what, starting tomorrow at 8 o'clock, I'm going to get my healthy self back in the gym. I'm going to make a commitment for the next six months. I'm going to, you know, whatever it is, but time happens. And you'll say, wait a minute, wait a minute, it's only 24 hours in a day. It's only 1,440 minutes in a day. It's only 84,600 seconds in a day. How do I fit the gym inside of those things? Uh. You spend time on what you value. What's important to you, I can tell by how you spend your time. Don't get mad at me. I, if I step on your toes, just say, ouch, and keep paying attention. <laughs> like, just keep, keep paying attention anyway. I want you to hear it. how you spend your time. is. I can tell how you spend your money by what you value. Where your money goes is, is what you value. All of it, like, it's, it's all a reflection of you. But everyone expects more out of us. Our families, our jobs, our neighborhoods, our churches, and our children, they're pulling at us. So you're saying, well, how can I keep that commitment? But God is looking for commitment. He's looking for commitment. See, he doesn't want fans. He doesn't want fans. He wants true followers. He doesn't care about you liking, putting no big thumbs up on a Facebook post. That's all cute and all. I I, I like what you click a good word and it's, it, it ministers to me for five seconds that's good and let me tell you something it's, it's, it's a lot easier even though this gets a little nervous up here sometimes you just but i like it god lets me flow i'm first partaker of any word i have to share but watch this it's easier to share a word than to live a word hey come on now i, I can preach a sermon all day but when i have to live that sermon I walk in Walmart, I don't have a Bible in my hand. I'm just just not carrying it. But somebody I see should know that God is... What is different about that guy right there? He is that dude right there. What is it? What is it? You got to live the things you're talking about. But what would happen... It's a big question mark. If you were fully committed to the things in your life. What would happen if you were fully committed to your marriage? Fully committed to your education. Come on, young people. When you study, it's bigger than that moment. The value is years away from now. The, get the degree. Finish school. Don't quit. What happens when you're fully committed to your children? Fully committed to your church. What would happen if you are fully committed to God? I guarantee you wouldn't see life the way some of us see it. Because Jesus did this. He was fully committed to us. God gave his only son for you. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that because some of y'all are some knuckleheads. And let me just be honest. If, if God said, I need your only begotten son, I have two children, but I have one son. And he said, I want you to sacrifice him for these people. I like y'all and all. Mm-mm. Josh, we're going somewhere else. We're going. uh, I love y'all though, but not that much. You think I'm making this up? John 15, 13. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. No greater love. So, why is staying committed important? Because tomorrow is not promised. I remember when I was my kid's age, I said, Lord, just let me have fun until I'm about 30. <laughs> no, really, let me do my thing because, again, I, when I get older, you know, when you're 15, 30 years old sounds old. Anybody have witnessed? witness? Because my, my kids call me, Daddy, daddy you, you just hit the 40 block. Yeah, you just, yeah. But you know what? Your future is not promised. I mean, y'all understand, car wrecks happen like this. Even if you're in good health, just heard of a guy, man, he was in perfect health, collapsed. My brother was 27 years old on a basketball court, picture of health, 6'6", six, six, exercised, ate well, did everything, collapsed. Gosh. Yeah, I could talk about it now. Two years, I couldn't touch a basketball. Destroyed everything in me. I said, God, why? Mm. What if your day is tomorrow? Guarantee he never woke up that morning and said, this is the last day I'll be on earth. My little selfish self wants him to come back. My little selfish self says, God, why? But he's in heaven saying, Derek, I don't want to come back. Come follow me. Get it right on earth. Help as many people as you can and bring them up here. It's amazing. Why do we stay committed? Because we're representatives of Christ. That's exactly what it is. So let me give you five quick ways of how to stay committed. If you're taking notes, jot these down. Here we go. Five ways to stay committed, fully committed to Christ. Here it is. Number one, know your why. I know it sounds crazy, but the reason why you do something is so important because on the hard moments, if that why is not big enough, you'll never do it. See, for me, my eternity depends on it. My wife has a grandmother that's 103 years old. I don't know. She might be watching this right now. I like to use this analogy. If all of this was an ocean, a beach full of sand, you know, Myrtle Beach or wherever you go, Hilton Head, you look outside, miles and miles of sand. Pick up one speck of sand. Let's say it represents 100 years. One speck. The rest represents eternity. This is sand everywhere. This speck is 100 years that you might live you want another analogy? The ocean. One drop of water is your 100 years of life here on earth. The millions and millions of gallons of water in the ocean is eternity. It's bigger than this moment is what I'm trying to say. At some point, life is going to be over here. And here's the reality, people. We all going to spend eternity somewhere. Woo! I'm going to say it again. We're all going to spend eternity somewhere. I know where I'm going. Do you? I want to bring more people with me. I want to take as many as I can. I want to be a light for Christ. To be a Christian, loosely defined is to be Christ-like. Does someone see Christ in you? Do you look like him? I'm his representative, and that's what it's about. Number two, let God know about your commitment. God wants to know all the desires of our hearts, so just tell them. Say, God, you know what? I, I know uh, you know everything inside of me already, but let, I just want to communicate this to you. I want you to be so strong in my life. I want to recommit my life fully to you today. Tell them. And watch Him begin to guide you. Matthew 7, 7 says this, Acts, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. I love it because God will open a door that no man can shut some people don't like this part but he can also shut a door that no man can open he can say come on come this way but sometimes his grace his mercy we just ignore it and he's saying i got you i can take care of it. proverbs sixteen three 3 says commit to the lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans that commitment word again. Proverbs three sixteen. I mean 3 and 6 says, in all your ways, not some of your ways, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Here's number three. Establish the right habits and routines. I've heard it said like this, bad habits are like a comfortable bed. It's easy to get into it, but it's hard to get out of them. Yeah, y'all like that. Some of y'all won't get it to tomorrow. That was pretty good. That's it. Bad habits are like a comfortable bed. It's easy to get into, but it's hard to get out of. But I love this quote right here. I couldn't figure out who said it, but I wrote this one down. Watch your thoughts, because they'll become your words. Watch your words, because they'll become your actions. Watch your actions, because they'll become your habits. Watch your habits, because they'll become your character. Watch your character, because that'll become your destiny. What you do every day comes who you are. What you do every day becomes who you are. Here's the quote, we become what we repeatedly do. Point blank, my kids will never forget that brushing their teeth is important. Period. Because the parents, the mom and dad, my wife and I, we told our kid day one, you will brush your teeth every morning and before you go to bed. So when they're 40 years old and can make their own decisions, I'm not kid anymore. Dad, I can do what I want. They're going to still brush their teeth. Why? Because there's a habit that was formed early. My dog knows not to poop on the floor. Because it's a habit. I take you out. Boy, that's not. When you mess up, you get in trouble. It's a habit we're forming where he knows I'm holding it because I got to go outside. Habits. One of the statistics said 40% of everything we do is based on habits. 40%! Everything you do, you wake up, you move, you go to whatever. You you like this coffee, you like to go here. 40% of our life is based on just habits itself. Number four, this is the way to stay committed. Get accountability. That's big. That's why virtual harvest groups were so important. My wife and I are really big on those. If you have accountability, you can tell somebody else about your goals. When it's those tough moments... See, again, I remember when I made that decision to Christ, I had to push away from from some of the friends that weren't going in the direction I was going. I mean, we're still cool and all, but like, I got to go do this over here. I'm not even going to try to win y'all over right now because see, some of that's still my temptation, but I'm going to go do me, and you come if you want to, but I'm going this way. See, some of y'all need to let go of some people. That's a word for somebody. Get rid of them. I have an intentional thing. Every time I do something, my goal is to... Make someone feel better when I leave their presence. When your friends leave you, or a coworker or somebody in the grocery store, when they leave your presence, do they leave happier or down? Every time I approach somebody, accountability will change everything. Here's number five: stay the course. Don't quit. Stay the course. Don't quit. Keep fighting. Create your inner strength of, the, of, of endurance. Three reasons most people stop commitment is because perfectionism. They got to be perfect. I'm not going to start that because I'm not perfect at it. I won't do it. Second thing is lack of faith. I don't even believe I can do it. If I want to commit to exercising, I'm a, I ain't going to make it. I, I just, I don't I won't have a faith in myself. Third thing is the inability to keep commitments due to a history of failure. See, my track record is bad. So why am I going to recommit to God? Because I know how I always mess up. He's saying, listen, I hear you today. I know you struggle. But if you can make this commitment today, you can change everything. It's a new day, guys. Forget your past. If you can repent to God and mean it, he forgives you as far as the east is from the west. He remembers your sins no more. Got to believe it. Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not become weary in good doing. For at a proper time, we will reap a harvest if you don't give up. Stay the course. Stay the course. But as I wrap this up, I want you all to remember this. Opportunity plus commitment equals success. That's a word for somebody. Opportunity, when it meets commitment, it will equal success. You'll be great in everything. Josh, let me see that golf club, buddy. Let me see that. Opportunity, when it meets commitment, it equals success. Success. I wish I could tell you I was really good at this, but here's a golf club. I ain't bad at it. I mean, Chuck, I don't know if you can beat me anymore, buddy. Okay, you probably can, but whatever. Um, this club might be hundred bucks. I could probably get a whole set for around five hundred, maybe to a thousand dollars. It all depends what kind, what brand, all that. In my hands, it might be worth a hundred though. In the hands of Tiger Woods, he's won over $120 million on just tournaments. Wow. $120 million. Take this back, Josh. Lauren, let me see that tennis racket. Thank you, buddy. This tennis racket, you'll probably get a good one around 50, 60 bucks. Tennis racket. Tennis. I like tennis. It's pretty cool. But a Serena Williams' hands, She's won over $93 million playing tennis. What I'm trying to say is when opportunity meets commitment, the racket is still what it is. When you commit to something, oh, you can be the great at anything. You can be the best at anything. When the opportunity is there and God is saying, come here today. Commit to me and watch your life equal the success that I have for you. Here you go. Let me get that football. Next. It's football. Might be about, I don't know, 15 to 30 bucks. Just a football. Yeah, in my hands, that's all it's worth. But in Patrick Mahomes' hands, the quarterback for Kansas Chief, City Chiefs, what is he? 25 years old. Kid guy. This year alone, he will make $45 million for football. That might cost 30 bucks. Did you hear me? 45 million? Just give me one meal. I promise I'll be fine. (laughs) Just one. And Patrick, if you're listening to this, just one million. That's all I need. I can live off the interest. Just leave it in the bank. Come on. I'm going to draw 33% off it. Just leave it there. I can just draw the check every month. Football, when it equals when it adds with commitment the success, is through the roof. Y'all get what I'm doing here? Let me see that basketball. Let me see the basketball because here is the football. Patrick Mahomes, success, commitment, commitment. Think about it. In my hands, this basketball, it's pretty cool. I was pretty good at basketball now. Joe, so you really can't get me on that. We used, to, we, used to, we used to kill people back in the day. We got some stories. That jump shot was real. I could jump out the gym. All that, it was good. We could ball. But still, in my hands, it ain't worth but 20 bucks. Don't matter. Oh, but I won the state championship. Don't matter. The ball is only worth 20 bucks. Till LeBron James holds it. The same ball in my hands, not much. LeBron stands to make $37 million this year. What a ball. When opportunity meets commitment, there's great success. There's great success. What's my last one? Baseball bat. Let me see that baseball bat. Let me see the baseball bat. She ain't laughing over there. Let me see the baseball bat, honey. Again. I never played baseball, but I think this is probably about forty bucks. When I have baseball bat in my hands, forty to forty-five dollars. But in Mike Trout's hand, he will make over thirty-seven million this year. God Almighty, baseball bat! All right, last one, and I don't even have an uh, uh, actual thing in my hand. Nails. I just finished some print, uh, pantry, renovated some shelves in my garage, I renov- and I, I tore out some shelves in my pantry, my wife, in the kitchen. You can take those nails and build another shelf. Watch this. But in the nails, in the hands of Jesus. Good God Almighty. Yeah. Woo! It means eternity. When the opportunity meets Commitment. Jesus gave a commitment for each one of us. Those same nails pinned his hands, pinned his feet. He hung on a cross for you and your little knucklehead itself when you didn't even deserve it. Woo! Somebody getting it. When opportunity meets commitment, it's going to equal success. Last scripture I'm going to give you is Proverbs 16:3. one more time. It's from the NLT. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Absolutely love what's just happened. Jesus committed his life to you. And all he's asking for you to do is the same. Why do I love him so much? Why do I care so much? Why do I want to allow this message to really sink in your heart? Because you matter to them. There were times in my life I didn't know. I just wasn't sure. Am I really gonna make it? See, this pandemic is causing a lot of struggle to happen. A lot of uncertainties. A lot of financial woes. There's a lot of social injustice going on. There's a lot of financial instability. Political scene is crazy. Some of us is like, you know what? I'm tired. God, where are you really at? He's like, I'm here. Turn that media off because I'm here. Stop filling yourself with other things because I'm here. We all go to Walmart, but when you say it's time to come back to church, we're a little leery. I'm here. saying, come back to your first love. Come back to me. I love you. I got you. No matter what you're facing, God is saying, I got you. My encouragement to you today is don't keep living life the same. Don't just be halfway committed. He wants you fully committed. He wants you all in. Today is the day you can make that change and mean it all the way. What I want to do now is take a moment and ask everybody in the sound of my voice one simple question. I want you to bow your eyes, bow your head and close your eyes though. Nobody's looking. The question is if you want to commit yourself to Christ today. I just want you to slip your hand in there on the count of three. One, if God is calling you back, I want you to really think about it. Two, when I get to three, I want you to throw it up real quick. You don't have to hold it long, but I just want you to see that God is making a move. I want to recommit today. Three, throw your hands up in the air if you want to recommit today. Yes. Yes, put your hands down all over the place. I love it. Yes. Recommitment. Yes. God, today is that day that we're going to recommit. While your heads are still down, the eyes are closed. Everyone, repeat this prayer with me and say, God, I believe that you died. I believe that you gave your son Jesus to die for me. Come into my heart today. Forgive me for all of my sins because the rest of my life can be the best of my life because I'm giving it to you. Today, I ask you to be my Savior but also to be my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, open your eyes, lift your hands up again. Listen, the angels in heaven right now are rejoicing for so many people. Oh, I'm excited, because here's the thing. Even if you had your hand up and you recommitted today, it doesn't matter if there wasn't goosebumps that happened. It's okay. If you're watching online and you didn't feel this huge wind blow, it's all right. He's doing something inside. I used to... Uh, see people say, Well, Derek, I just repeated a prayer. No, I didn't get the goosebumps. It's all right. He speaks to us all differently, but he's doing the work. He understands your commitment. Remember the five steps I gave, you, and I want you to plug those in because the reality is God will never fail